Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Even if you just use Instagram as a source of inspiration, ideas, all of those things. There is so much other type of drama that can come up in relation to Instagram. And so I really want to share how you can feel better about your relationship with Instagram and how it can be a way that you can fall in love with it again. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello everyone, welcome to Imprint. I'm so happy to have you join me today because I thought it would be a good opportunity to follow up on so many of the questions that I got in relation to Instagram 
when I had my account hacked. Now I'm going to go into that in detail. If this has happened to you or you've got someone that you know who has had it happen to them. But first I want to touch on how we can take the drama out of Instagram. Because when I was in the midst of thinking, I might not have an Instagram account. And how am I going to run my creative business if I don't have Instagram? But also, I felt also incredibly free of the thought that maybe I don't have to be on Instagram. And then looking at other ways that I could create community with people, share my projects, share my work, help others. You know, what can we do beyond Instagram? So that's what we're going to have a look at today, because I know for so many of you who, you know, you're creatives, you've got perhaps a creative business, maybe you're an interior designer, a stylist, you've got sort of some type of homewares business. Instagram is probably your everything right now. And if it is, you really want to take your reliance off Instagram. So I'm going to have a look at that. But even if you just use Instagram as a source of inspiration, ideas, all of those things, there is so much other type of drama that can come up in relation to Instagram. And so I really want to share how you can feel better about your relationship with Instagram and how it can be a way that you can fall in love with it again. So we're going to have a look at some of the ways that we can address these things because I've had to spend a lot of time thinking about this and I thought it would be helpful to share what I've learned with you in today's episode. So it really is a way to, as I said, take the drama out of Instagram and find a way to, in some ways, fall in love with it again. So we're going to do this in a few ways. I'm going to share how you can simplify the process of content creation for those of you who are in that world. Also, how you can sort of detoxify and curate your feed in terms of who you follow so that you can make it feel like that old Instagram. And if you are a creative business, how you can become less reliant on Instagram. So I'm going to go into each one of these in detail because also during this whole process, I have started a new Instagram feed for the renovation ready project that I have created with my friend, Courtney Adamo. And um, so we have kind of had to start that Instagram feed from scratch. And it's been a beautiful process because it's really made me think, well, you know, what kind of relationship do I want to have with Instagram? How can we communicate the ideas that we want to share and help others with in a really, you know, tangible, specific way and, um, and just make it enjoyable again. That Instagram feed is called at Reno Ready. If you want to go and check that out, if you hope to renovate your home one day, I, um, I really encourage you to check that out because we're really focusing on, you know, giving you um, the tips and the tools that we wish we knew at the beginning of our renovation journeys, inspiration and ideas, you know, lots of before and afters and lots of good stuff that you're not going to get anywhere else. So as I said, really encourage you to go and check that out. If you want to renovate your home one day, even if you sort of think, look, I'm not in a financial position to do that right now it's actually the best time to start planning because this, it doesn't cost you anything to start planning right now, but you put yourself in a really good position that when you are ready, you've got everything, you know, all lined up, all systems go. And, um, 
So as I said, I really encourage you to go and check that out. There's a podcast as well. It's all about renovating. So again, if that is something that you want to do one day, then go and check that out too. And that is called Renovation Ready. I will put all the links in the show notes so you can kind of go and check those out. But maybe what we'll actually start with first is how can you help your feed feel like the old Instagram, you know, the Instagram that we all used to know and love? Well, I have um, created a, a little guide for you. I shared this actually, ironically enough, on Instagram a while ago, and I've got also a, um, a link to my notebook. And I will again share those in the um, show notes for this episode. There are going to be lots of really tangible tips and points for you in this episode. So um, I'll put all the resources in the show notes so it doesn't feel overwhelming. So there is a very specific thing that you can do to, you know, make your feed feel like that Instagram that you used to know and love. And this is before, you know, the algorithm started throwing up things that you sort of felt like this is not what I was signing up for. Or why am I seeing all of these types of posts? Or why am I just seeing a million reels all the time? And as a little side note to that, with this renovation ready Instagram, it's been fascinating to watch what accounts Instagram is serving up to us in that kind of general feed, because at the moment we just follow Courtney and myself on that feed. Uh, we're sort of looking at, you know, what approach do we take with that? And so for the moment, we've just got those two feeds. And so pretty much every post that Instagram is serving up for us to consume is a reel. So it just goes to show that Instagram still is really pushing reels. And if you feel like you're getting things that aren't relevant to what you actually came to Instagram for, there are certain things that you can do so that you actually get to see the posts and the feeds that you, you really love, like your favorite. So what you can do is, first of all, you need to search for the account that you want to add to your favorites and open the profile page. So when you get there, you tap the following button below the account's bio to get a drop down menu. Again, I will share a link to the sort of the steps that you need to do to do this. And then you select add favorites by tapping on the start icon. When you go back to your feed, select the Instagram logo at the top left of your screen, tap the start icon to select favorites. And you repeat these steps with all of your favorite accounts. And basically what happens is that you then start to notice that it prioritizes your favorites in your feed. So if you've got maybe like half a dozen, maybe it's 20 accounts, maybe 10, whatever the number is for you, maybe it's five accounts that you, you really love. And like, those are the accounts that you sometimes have to manually go in and check and find, you can do this process and it will prioritize those feeds in your feed, if that makes sense, so that you're actually seeing the posts that you want to see. It is a great way to just really kind of make sure that you're getting the content that you want to see regularly, you know, within your Instagram feed. And this is something that I've done personally and, and it does work. So I definitely see those feeds 
as a priority within my own feed. And it just saves you kind of having to kind of look up them and go manually into each feed to like, well, oh, I haven't seen a post from them in a while. I, you know, I really enjoy their, the posts. And so that is something that you can do. Of course, if you enjoy my feed on Instagram at Natalie Walton, then I would love if you would add me to your favorites so that you could see posts from me when I come up. But, you know, choose the people that you really love to connect with on Instagram. And that is a way that you can help your Instagram feed feel like the Instagram of old. As I said, I'll put a link in the show notes to the steps that you can take to do that process. And um, it's, you know, it's a really great way to sort of take that emotional drama of like, oh, like I go to Instagram and it doesn't feel like the way that it used to. So that is a way that you can overcome that. I would also suggest as well, and this is something that I do every weekend is what I do um, certainly over our summer holidays when our children are on school holidays is just to have a detox. I think it's really helpful to have a break from Instagram and also set very clear boundaries with yourself about when you choose to use Instagram, when you choose to connect and so that you're not just mindlessly scrolling. So I really encourage you to be very intentional with how you use Instagram. And then it becomes, you know, a pleasure or a treat rather than something that feels like a chore or that you're doing it and you don't even know why you're doing it anymore. And it feels um, out of alignment with how you actually want to live your life. So definitely encourage you to do that as well. Now, if you are somebody who posts on Instagram and you enjoy the process of creating a community on that space, or you've got a creative business and you really struggle knowing what to post on Instagram, then I want to share with you a simple process to create content. And as I said, this is something that I've put in play for the Rena Ready Instagram feed, also for my business imprint house, because I have people helping me with the Instagram, but we workshop together. Like what are the posts that we're going to share? What is, you know, the news? How can we inspire people? What can we educate about our products? So always looking at different strategies of like, how can we make that feed as engaging and enticing and, you know, enjoyable to follow as possible? So these are things that I'm doing actively for three accounts at the moment, which is a little bit crazy, but um, I do enjoy it. Like it's, you know, creating content for, for Instagram is a very creative process and it taps into my experience of working at magazines. It taps into my experience of, you know, content creation for books and all of the things that I do. I mean, I've been in the world of content creation for over 20 years now. And I, you know, I love it. I love the process of thinking like, how can I make this easier to understand? How can I make this more enjoyable, you know, to engage with and all of those different things. So if you are creating content for Instagram and you're not sure what to post, then these are four simple steps that, um, well, actually there's three simple steps. And then within one of those, I'm going to share four content pillars. So the first step, is to be really intentional with what you post. And you're deciding to share on Instagram for a reason. Now, if it's just a personal account, you know, maybe it's just to create a sense of connection and community with like-minded parents or like-minded mums or whatever it is. 
or you just want to stay connected to your friends. So you know, just be really intentional about that and take the pressure off yourself. However, if you do have a creative business, then, you know, again, you need to be really intentional with what you post. Like, why are you posting? What do you want to share with your community that is online? What are they going to get value out of? So one of the ways that I find it really helpful to be intentional is to write captions ahead of time and create a sort of posting strategy ahead of time so that you're not in that sort of moment of like, ah, like, what am I going to post? I don't know what to say and feeling quite overwhelmed by it. So when you can make those decisions ahead of time, you take the drama out of it. As I said, for me, I find it's really helpful to do this in a, an external way. So sometimes I get ideas for what I'm going to post at all kind of random times. So sometimes it will literally be, I'll quickly write a caption in the notes section of my phone because I get, I go on a walk and I suddenly I'm thinking about all these ideas. And then I think, oh, like that's actually um, a really great idea to share with people. They might find this really helpful. And so I put it in notes, but then I want to transition it into a Google doc. And so this is what I'm doing for um, the different feeds that I help, you know, manage and involved in. Definitely with Imprint House, this is what we do because um, we have a brainstorm and then we rewrite it out so that we can be more efficient with our time. Because of course, Instagram can be a huge time suck if you don't get more intentional with how you create your content for that. So for us, what we do is we have a little brainstorm session. You know, what are the new products coming in stock? What's completely new? What are some of the shoots? So we've done a home tour. Uh, we did one recently at Courtney's place. Um, so if you would like to see a home tour of her new beach house, go and check it out at Imprint House. And, you know, so we, these are things that we're thinking about, like what's new, you know, do, do, do we have like an interior designer that has shared some of their products in a recent project? You know, we're looking for all of these different things. And so we have that brainstorm session. Once we've done that, then it's really time to then create the captions and we have a format that we use, like what is the sort of the topic of the post and what is the caption for it? And then what's the call to action at the end? Because of course, like it's go and, you know, go and check out the, the home tour or um, go and find this product. You know, the link is in our bio. It's a new product or whatever it is. Like there always needs to be some kind of call to action. Otherwise, you're just taking people to a dead end at the end of your post. So being really intentional with what you post is very important. That is the first step to sort of taking the drama out of Instagram. And this is what I'm now implementing more in my own personal feed so that I, you know, of coming to this whole process with a fresh perspective, fresh eyes, and how can I do this better? How can I make it easier? How can I make it more enjoyable? The next thing that I would say to you is that which touches on that idea I've just shared, which is that you really need to plan ahead of time. So I really think that the more that you can plan ahead of time, the less it becomes about the emotion, the less it time it takes up, you know, the less drama that you create with all of this. So one of the ways that I also do this is with planning apps such as Planoly and Later. They're sort of two of the bigger ones 
And because I'm a very visual person, I really lead with the image. I think that that is more important to kind of really hook people in. Like that is the hook of my Instagram post is the image. And I know that so many of my posts, the ones that do the best, they're, you know, they're a really beautiful image. And so that is where my focus and attention goes. And to see that in a visual way, I find really helpful. So sometimes I will even grab, if I love an image, if I've done a shoot or I know an image has done it well in the past, I will actually just sort of add that image to the grid so I don't forget. And it's like that visual reminder that I really want to share this image because it's, it's really beautiful in some way. And sometimes I can't share it straight away because you know, it's just not going to look great with the flow of the grid at that particular point, or, you know, it's taken at the same angle as the previous image and it's just going to look strange on the feet. So these are all some of the considerations that come into play. So really planning ahead of time in a visual way. So I've talked about, you know, planning ahead of time in terms of what you write to take the drama out of this, but this is planning ahead of time in terms of the visuals of what you create as well. And sort of having a bit of a roadmap of like, well, what are the things that I really want to be sharing and connecting with people as well? So that's kind of the second major strategy as well about it. There are things you can do as well, which can help simplify this process if you are creating other types of content. So with the Renault Ready feed, for example, we are now pulling out quotes from the podcast we're pulling out some of the ideas behind we've created a Renault rule book. And so some of those key concepts, you know, it's like a snack size piece for people to really get a taste of the, the type of content that we're creating, how it can help them. And so creating those sort of infographics and visual cues to people to really help them with their journey. That is something that um, I think is really helpful and that we have been doing. So you know, again, it really though does come to planning ahead of time. And the third big idea I want to share with you in relation to this is to create some content pillars. There are at least four key content pillars that I encourage you to consider if you are growing an Instagram feed to connect with your community, to connect with clients or customers if you've got to create a business and you want to sort of build your audience, um, these are really important. And when you think in terms of having content pillars, again, it just takes the drama out of what to post because you can just look at these and think, okay, like what are some of the things that I can do that is going to make it really easy for me to, to share, to show up, and for people to actually want to engage with my content, like that they're actually going to sort of want to come back for it. So these are, I'm going to run, give you them in one go, and then I'm going to explain each one of them. So you need to educate, entertain, which if you're not into sort of doing funny things, that could be finding your way to connect, inspire, and offer. And offer is really important. If you're an interior designer, or a stylist, or you've got some kind of creative, you know, product or service-based business, you need to ask people to engage with you, like tell people how they can work with you. So we're going to get into that in a bit more detail. So let's just have a quick look at some of the ways that you can help educate and why this is important. With educating, 
it what it does is it builds trust, authority, and it helps add value and really position you as an expert in your field. Because what happens is that people buy or connect with people that they can trust. So it's not necessarily about, you know, giving away like lots of how-to content. I know that I've sort of like gone down that path a little bit in the past. And while that can be helpful, and obviously, um, you know, there is a, there is a reason why you do that. Sometimes that can also be very overwhelming for people. So it can be really helping people to understand something. To give you an example, it can be um, mistakes that you have made. Like I, I did an Instagram post, this is a while back, and um, it really resonated with a lot of people. And I shared how I got styling wrong in the beginning, like what I thought styling was. Like I thought being a stylist was like going out and buying a whole heap of props. And then I realized actually <laughs> that is not what being a good stylist is. There is so much more to being a stylist than having a whole heap of props, but I just had it in my head that I needed to go out and buy props. And so I shared some examples of like what styling is and what styling isn't or good styling isn't, isn't. And um, that really resonated with people because I think there's so many assumptions that we can make. Or if someone is wanting to become a stylist, then, you know, they think, oh, well, I've got, I need to go out and go and buy all these props. It's no, you don't need to do that. There are so many more important things that you need to do than go out and buy props. So that's just one example. But you could also sort of say, like, what are some common mistakes or like me, maybe, you know, here are three signs that you're ready to do something. You know, I have a decluttering course. So like maybe these are, you know, three signs that it's really time for you to start decluttering your spaces. That could be an example. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can approach this. Um, so it's really about sharing like common mistakes, you know, the benefits of something, maybe mindset changes that people might have about something, which is really what that these are things that I thought styling was, but I actually wasn't. That really was, you know, changing the way that I thought about what styling was. And you can share sort of tools that you use, programs that you use, uh, your favorite design books, you know, whatever it is for you and relates to your particular business. Another one, which is to inspire. I mean, in some ways, this is the fun, easy one for some of you. I know that for me, you know, I do have an archive of professionally shot images that are really easy to draw on. So, and I know that those posts always do really well. When I share a beautiful image, I know whenever I share like an image of my living room in the main house, that always does really well. When I share images of the studio, they always do really well. And um, you can, you know, share this in the context of like a before and after. People always love to see before and after. So, you know, really sort of sharing in content or imagery that is really inspiring others. You know, it inspires them to want to follow you. It inspires them to want to work with you. And, um, you know, it's really a way to help people connect with you which then goes into this third content pillar, which is really about finding a way to connect with your community and connect with your audience. And one of the easiest ways to do this is to be 
offering a sort of type of entertainment. Now, I'm struggling with this word because I really, I'm not a naturally funny person. You might have noticed that I'm not particularly funny. Some people have just kind of got that or they can be really, um, they love gifts. They love, you know, those kind of posts. And for me, it's just, there's just not me. So you've got to do you, you've got to do what feels right for you in your voice. Like how can you entertain? Because let's face it, most people go onto Instagram because they want to be entertained in some kind of way. It's often a sort of a distraction. It's like a, I just want to like zone out for a few minutes. So how can people zone out on your feed in a way that, you know, it's, it's inoffensive. It maybe makes them feel good in some way. It makes them feel connected to you. And so for me, you know, I'm not going to start doing dances on Instagram. I'm not going to start dancing on reels, but there are other ways that I can entertain. There are other ways that I can create that connection. And these are some ideas that might be relevant for you or might help you with your creative product or service or business. So for me, I know that people really love watching when I style spaces. I know that that can be really enjoyable and calming and beautiful to watch for other people because I have some feeds that I see that on and that's what value I get out of that. So think of ways that you can create that sort of sense of entertainment or, um, you know, that sense of joy for other people to connect with what you do and, and really embrace like your personality in this, do it in your way. What makes you unique? Let them know, like, what is it that makes you, you, what is your point of difference? Doing it in a way that feels authentic to you. And that really builds that kind of know, like, and trust factor. So There are so many different ways that you can do this. You could share like a day in the life of being a photographer. You could share, um, you know, behind the scenes maybe of your, your work. If you are an interior designer, maybe it's a shoot day and it's like you do a sped up video of like unpacking all the things for install day or whatever it is. Like there are so many different ways that you can share and connect in this sense. And then the last one that I want to touch on is making an offer. Now, I know for so many of you, myself included, you know, making an offer can feel a little bit icky and it's the sort of thing that you feel like you're out of the comfort zone. But at least once a week, you really need to make an offer to your audience. And so what do I mean by that? So you need to invite people in your community to take that next step with you. And That could be that you have created a free resource for them that, you know, you encourage them. You say, hey, look, if you want to go deeper with these ideas, then please make sure that you come and grab this free resource. Um, You know, I have shared already that we've got this Renault rulebook for the Renault Ready, um, you know, feed. I, you know, I always have free resources that I share with people. And in fact, I'm going to share with one of them with you right now. I did have this in my notes and then suddenly I have found that I was on a different page in my notes. And so one of the um, resources that I created a little while ago, and that is still so true, and I really encourage you to check this out. If you are someone who has to create content for Instagram is I created a guide on the nine mistakes, keeping you from creating viral content that converts. So 
obviously you don't want to put all this time and effort into creating content for Instagram and it kind of not go anywhere. Like you want to create things that really resonate with people. And in it, I include a checklist on, you know, the the steps that you need to take to really create the content that resonates with people. So if that is something that sounds appealing to you, then I encourage you to go and check that out. You can get your guide at nataliewalton.com forward slash content. And again, I will put that in the show notes. So, but there are other ways that you can encourage people to, um, you know, to create an offer to them. Maybe if you are an interior designer, it is, you know, it is just telling them like having a post, just a reminder, like if you would like to work with me, then the, this is how you can do it. Or if you want to work with me, I've added a form to my website. You can fill out your details and I will get back to you or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be sleazy. You're actually just letting people know the next steps that they can take to, you know, continue on that journey with them. So it's really important to not just share content and put so much time and effort into all of that, but that you actually, you know, build the steps and show them the bridge to take, you know, that next journey with you so that you can sort of convert some of these people in your community to those that you can work with and help. And, you know, that's why you're there in the first place is to offer your product or service and you've got to let them know how they can take those, take those next steps. Now, I am going to just briefly touch on what happens if you have been hacked and how to get your Instagram account back. I will say that this is detailed on my website. And again, I will link to this in the show notes. I feel like I've said that about 20 times today, but I've just got so many different resources for you. So wherever you're at, I've got something for you. Um, but what I want you to know is that I really have stepped up because I was starting to get lots of questions from people like, so, you know, they knew somebody who'd been hacked and like, what can, you know, what did you learn? Um, is there anything that they can ask you or, and I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to write a post for my notebook, my online notebook, and I'm going to literally detail what I would tell any single person who has had their account hacked. These are the things that worked. These are the things that didn't. And this is a thing that you need to do to prevent your account being hacked. I did touch that on that in, I think it was episode 110. I'm going to repeat it here for all of you. And then any of you who are in the situation of having an account hacked or whatever, you can hold on, but doesn't matter, you know, what you've got going on. I really encourage all of you to take this very important step. You need to secure your account. Turn on two-factor authentication. Now, that didn't help entirely with me, but it does help with some things. It has helped me in the past. It didn't help in this particular situation. Make sure you've got two-factor authentication turned on. The second thing is that you need to have a secure password. I think that was maybe the thing that was my point of weakness and how they got in. And so now I have installed LastPass. Again, I'll put it in the show notes. That must be time 21 that I've said that today. And um, I really encourage you to have a very secure password. And that is how I'm managing my passwords going forward. 
I do want to just actually say one thing, which I've realized I, um, I haven't added, and I did want to touch on this, which was the third key idea, um, in terms of, you know, making sure that you don't put all your eggs in one Instagram basket. And this is actually super important. So this is for everyone. So please stay, stay tuned and keep listening. If you've got to create a business, I, I cannot understate this enough. It is just so important. You do not want to have everything that you do on Instagram because if you do and you lose your Instagram account and it happens more regularly than you think, you are in a really difficult position. All that hard work, all those years of building that connection, building that community is just gone in an instant. And I don't want that to happen for you. I was fortunate that I had put the time and effort into growing my email list with my newsletter and that I had this podcast. So at least I still had those two avenues to still connect with people. I still felt like Instagram offers something that they don't, and it's more instantaneous. You can have more of that backwards and forwards conversation. So I have implemented a few other things since then. One is drum roll, please. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to about to say this is I have, don't roll your eyes. I have created a TikTok account. Now, before you roll your eyes, <laughs> hear me out because I thought I would never, ever, ever say this, but there is a place for people like us on TikTok. I know that there is a lot of stuff out there that is not the sort of content that we would create, but there are a lot of people on TikTok and I am only going to share in a way that feels authentic and true to me, but it is a way to ensure that I can still get my content out there. I can still connect with people. And so I am exploring that. So if you are curious about how I'm going to do that, I really encourage you to come and follow me along on TikTok at Natalie Walton Interiors, and I will be sharing styling, you know, interior design, all of those things. So that is one of the things that I have done. I am also on Pinterest. Pinterest is a really powerful search engine for creative businesses. It is actually the biggest source of traffic for um, my business in print house to our website. So if you are not using Pinterest for your creative business, you are really missing out on a lot of opportunities and a lot of traffic. So make sure that you have a Pinterest account. Again, I will put both the Pinterest account for myself, Natalie Walton, and for Imprint House in the show notes, and you can check out how we're doing that. As I said, you really need an email list. If you do not have an email list, you are really missing out. And that is one of the most powerful ways to, um, you know, turn people within your community to, to nurture and build that audience, to nurture and build that trust. And if you are then ready to make an offer and share, you know, something that you've created, such a course, or if you've got products, you, you know, that is the most effective way to share that because not everybody sees your posts on Instagram. So you need to be really building your email list. It, it's super, super important. There are two other ways I'm going to share with you as well. 
that I've been seeing a lot happen recently. And these are, um, one of them I'm, I'm considering, and I would love to get your feedback on them. One of them is Substack. I'm seeing more and more people use Substack, which is a way to basically kind of have like a blog that is a paid membership type situation to a blog, but you can share other resources. And I'm seeing this more and more. Personally, at the moment, it just doesn't resonate with me, that particular type of model. But the idea of a membership where you are really, you can really cultivate and create a sense of community with other people in some way, offer incredible value, and just kind of take those people who love what you do, you can really love on them within a membership. This is something I'm very vaguely thinking about. I've got a lot on my plate at the moment, so I'm not kind of exploring it in a deep sense, but I really do think that there's something that I'm really curious and interested about in relation to helping other people, particularly those of you who do have a creative business, who do like these really practical um, episodes. And it's not just for your home, but you want to build a career and life you love doing the things you love within the world of the interiors industry. And I feel like I have learned so many lessons and how can I share that? Yes, I've got my courses, which are very specific. You know, this is how to learn how to style. This is to learn how to, you know, simplify your spaces with decluttering. This is how to learn how to design and decorate your spaces. You know, I've got my courses and they are amazing, but how can I take that to the kind of the, the next level for those of you who really want to kind of learn the strategies of how to build your interior design business, how to build your styling business, how to build your, you know, if you've got a homewares business, I know so much what I've learned over the years. So anyway, like I said, at the moment, I'm just, I'm letting that simmer in the background. That's what I do. I kind of get an idea and I need to just let it sit there and think, you know, is this something that is worth taking on? How can I do this in a way that really, um, you know, adds value to other people, really helps them, but also really um, works within like the ecosystem of my business. So just wanted to share that out with you. As I said, for those of you who have been hacked, what I'm going to say for you is I actually think the best thing you need to do is go and check out this notebook post. It literally like puts in step-by-step step what you need to do, what worked, what didn't. And as I said, how to protect your account. So, but in a nutshell, I'm going to say you need to get in contact with a human at Facebook and or Instagram and that YouTube, like go into YouTube and search within YouTube very specific examples of what's happened to you. And there are so many different helpful resources on there. I'm going to leave it at that for now, because this actually ended up being quite a big episode. Um, but as I said, I will put the, the link in the show notes for that information on what to do if you have been hacked. And please share that with that anyone that you know who is struggling with that. So I hope that you have found this really helpful. I'm just going to do a quick recap because I feel like I've shared a lot of information as I said, my intention with this episode was really to help you take the drama out of Instagram and to help you fall in love with it again. And so much of the drama relates to, you know, like feeling less than on Instagram and how you can enjoy it, the experience again. And I shared how you can really curate your feed in terms of who you follow. The second one was like having all this drama about what to post. And I have shared with you some very simple, tangible tools 
for you in terms of really understanding what to post. And the third idea was to make sure that you don't have all of your eggs in an Instagram basket so that you aren't relying on Instagram for everything in your creative business. I cannot understate this enough. It is so important to make sure that you explore other avenues and you're not solely reliant on Instagram. And I shared some of the ways that I have been doing that in my own business. And I really encourage you to do that in yours. I hope that you have found this episode valuable. If you know anyone who is struggling with Instagram or has got so much drama around with it, then please share that with them. If you found this episode valuable, please also, I would love if you could, you know, give it a rating. You can give it up to five stars on Instagram, leave a review. This is episode 112. I would really appreciate if you could give me that feedback. It's how you can, you know, give that to me, or you can take a screenshot, share it with me on Instagram. And um, it's really helpful to know which episodes you love, which ones you get a lot of value at, which ones really resonate. So I really appreciate you joining me here today. I know there are so many podcasts out there. And so the fact that you take the time to spend it with me and the sort of the content that I create for you, I truly, really appreciate it. I hope that you are all having a beautiful week and that the rest of your week is amazing. And I really look forward to connecting again with you next week. Until then, um, thanks for joining me. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint.